Hello and welcome to The Watcher Files. We're your hosts, Clover and your host, Kara. And today we're covering season two, episode three, School Hard. A fan favorite. Definitely I'm the fan. Favorite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorites. A Watcher Files fave. We can say that, right? We're okay. established. We're super excited to talk about this one today. So, before we get started, we'd like to announce the launch of our Kofi page. You can find the link in our Instagram. You are welcome to give us a one-time donation should you want to support the podcast. All proceeds go to soundproofing and potentially updating equipment, microphones, soundproofing equipment, and if we ever got a decent amount of money, a new laptop, just to make things easier. So we do produce this entire thing on our own, so any help from you guys is always greatly appreciated. Yes, much appreciated. And yeah, shout out to our fan who gave us a donation. Thank you so much. We appreciate you yeah. so much. Mwah. Yes, thank you, the reanimated gurney. Alex, you are so kind, and we really appreciate it. But yes, please check out our Kofi page. Yeah, and also, please swing by toastyghosty.company.site to check out my newly launched business, woman-owned, LGBT-owned, resin keychains, pastel goth, like, prop toys, cosplays, and, you know, pastel angels, just come, get on there and check it out, <laughs> Toasty Ghosty. Kara and her wife were showing me some of the stuff they're cooking up right now, and man, this shit is so dope, so you guys need to go check it out, for sure. I'm probably your biggest customer, I'm sorry. I no, I love it, thank you. <laughs> thank Find you for all of your shit. <laughs> so yeah, check her out. On to Buffy news, not a whole lot of news, but... We would like to correct ourselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know if it was the episode, the last episode or the episode before that where we said James Marsters is attending Louisville PopCon. That is not right. <laughs> he is attending Indiana PopCon. Indie PopCon, not Louisville PopCon. My bad, guys. I didn't check my source. Somebody posted it in a group chat, and I was like, oh, okay, that's the one we're going to, and just, like, assumed. When they're so similar, though, yeah. I find myself like, holy shit, this person's going, and this person's yeah. going, and I'm like, no, they're no. not. <laughs> but that gave us an opportunity. We are probably gonna hit up Indie PopCon. Um, yeah. It's in late August, so, like, I think it's, like, the weekend of the 25th or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah 25th. So, Indie PopCon, we might be there ourselves, probably. We're meeting James Marsters again because my friend just graduated, so I'm giving her a selfie as a gift. Yes, I can't wait to do our um, Doppelgangerland Willows. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be so cute. <laughs> we're going to be the Willows from Doppelgangerland, and yes. our friend's going to be Faith. So, we're going to be repping season three a little early, but that'll be fine. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Moving on to Buffy birthdays, we got Lelaine Vargard, who also, she plays Miranda from Lizzie McGuire, for all those Lizzie fans out there. Oh, yeah, because she the potential in yeah. season seven, yeah. Yeah, her name's Chloe. She's, well, the one that couldn't hack it, and I guess, you know, would rather t- how do I say this graciously, uh, choose her way out of this life rather than have the demons kill, the vampires kill her, I guess. Oh, she, she dies by suicide. Yeah, she could, she's the one that commits suicide. Okay. Yeah, but that's who she is. Happy birthday. Um, and then we got Danny Strong who plays Jonathan. I yeah. love Jonathan. It's his birthday this month, too. Does he start out in this season, or is it season three? I don't... I want to say it's season two, because I know we haven't met Jonathan yet, no. but he's a pretty, like, 
I don't want to. I don't know if significant is right, but is earshot in third season? Mm-hmm. I think we meet him this season. You do. I don't I know though. We'll I can't see. Remember. And stay tuned for maybe meeting Jonathan. <laughs> right. While Bubby plans a parent-teacher night, some new vampires have come to town. Spike and Drusilla arrive with the intention of making Sunnydale their new home, and Spike attempts to kill the Slayer during, of course, parent-teacher night. Buffy's got a lot on her plate this episode, for sure. So much. And she does it really well. Very chaotic, but she thrives in the chaos. Trivia. Do you want to go first? We both have, like, multiple questions. Yeah, I have two. So I'll, we, I can go, and then you can go. Okay. Okay, and then, yeah. So what teacher did Sheila stab, and with what object? Ooh, the horticulture teacher with the pruning shears. What did Snyder think it was? Trowel. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, to be fair, that was one of kind of questions. my questions, too. So, I do have another one, though. That was early, too. I was like, you gotta write this shit down. I know. I'm like, yes, trivia. All right. Next one that is not that question. What were the three items that Xander pulls out of Buffy's purse when she, like, he goes to, like, help her? I know one's a tampon. Yeah. Because yeah, he, like, he's like, ah, is it keys? No. No keys? Okay. It's not cigarettes. No. Does the steak count? Yes. Okay, so the tampon, the steak... Lipstick? Nope. It was the yo-yo from the last episode. Oh my god, I remember, yeah, reading about that, and I wasn't paying attention because I was typing, because I knew he pulled out the tampon, so I was like, oh, that's the joke. Yeah. You got me. Okay. (laughs) My next question, what is the bar Sheila supposedly hangs out at? Oh, I know this. Like... I want to say mud flap. <laughs> the mud flap. <laughs> you were really, really close. It was the fish tank. <laughs> I can see how you could get that confused. <laughs> the mud flap. The fish tank isn't any better. I don't hang out at the fish tank. And it's like a rank bar is how Willow describes <laughs> right. it. Like, why are you hanging out at a bar? How can you drink? Fake IDs. She's a bad girl. Oh, duh. Fake IDs. Everyone, like, had them back then. I never had one. Me neither. My ex, my ex-boyfriend's bro- brother's friend gave me one that had a hole punched in it that I tried to use, but it said it was, like, eight and a half years older than I was, <laughs> and had a fucking hole punched through it. I put that shit on a lanyard, though, and was like, it's me, Jessica! <laughs> did it work? I never had to use it except for one time. Well, no, it-, it wasn't even a one time. No, I never had to use it. It never worked. I, like, went to the St. Patrick bar with it in my hand, and my brother's like boyfriend's brother's friend was fucking with me and was like i need to see your id <laughs> i was like it's it's right here he was like this isn't you i was like ah and that's 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 about it that's the extent of my fake id <laughs> <laughs> so you like sheila were a bad girl i was a bad girl <laughs> do you have another question it's kind of a bonus question but i do yeah let me hear it what kind of car does spike drive I don't know, but it's all blacked out. I don't know. 1959 DeSoto Fireflight. Oh, shit. Okay. That's a good question. 
I don't, yeah, I'd only know that because I, like, read it somewhere. It's not like it, like, it was like, this is what this is. You like, didn't yeah, see good. that and you're like, ah, yes, the 1959. Oh, yes. DeSoto, DeSoto Firefly. Firefly. A good model. <laughs> so this episode starts with Snyder stating that he is not a friend, but a judge, jury, and executioner. So he is not a principal, as you would say. A pr- He's not a principal. And it's revealed that Buffy is sitting with Sheila, who's another, like, delinquent. You know, like, they're the two delinquents of the school. And Snyder claims that they're the worst behaved. And he says if they keep it up, they're going to get expelled. And to prevent this possible expulsion, they are supposed to coordinate the parent-teacher night. So, like, organize it, set it up, feed them. I hope they gave them money. Because, like, what the fuck? Oh, they definitely didn't. They're like, you're... Which is, also, he was basically like, if you screw this up, you're expelled, but can you even fucking do that? Like, Yeah, probably not. Well, I mean, he can, because he's, he he's in charge, but yeah. So anyway, Buffy and Sheila walk off, and like, Buffy's like already trying to plan, and she's like macking off on some dude, like, not does not care that she could possibly get expelled. Poor Buffy. And Xander and Willow come up and they're like, yeah, she's been smoking since the fifth grade. Like, talking about how she's like, she definitely is like a bad girl, quote unquote, and that Willow would cover for her once because Willow's also a bad girl. Oh yeah, so yeah. bad to the bone. And Buffy's like worried and then Xander jinxes the whole fucking thing, basically being like, nothing bad's gonna happen. What could go wrong? And they're like, well, look what you done That's did. something. I love how Willow's like, what were you thinking? Yeah. What were you even thinking at all? And so, after that, enrolls a car running over the Sunnydale sign and out walks a mysterious new character. It's Spike. Spike! <laughs> Lighting up a cigarette and saying, home sweet home. Which, had they been to Sunnydale before? No. I guess his intention was just, like, the hellmouth, get Drusilla yeah. healthy, and like, that's his new home. New home sweet home. But, like, the way he said it was like, oh, I, I'm returning. It did kind of sound like that. But I don't think they've ever been. I doubt it. Okay. I do. Ooh, before we move on, Will, did you notice Willow's outfit? I kind of liked it. She has, like, these, like, pigtails going on with, like, this 90s choker and these, like, black corduroy overalls with, like, this, like, super 90s, like, it almost looks like tarot cards, but they're just, like, square pictures. Oh. They're not tarot cards, actually. <laughs> no, I didn't notice, but that sounds cute. She's she's looking cute this episode. Aww. I love Willow's, like, fashion makeover in season two. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely from episode one where she's all, like, Sears mom picked her outfit out to, like, now she's finally, like, you know, getting some style about yeah. her. Yeah. We see some vampires and they're hiding out with the anointed one. Basically saying that someone has to take the master's place, which, again, I don't know why I didn't catch that he wasn't, like, that he's not the first vampire, but whatever. And the vampire says he'll kill the slayer at the night of St. Vigius. Vigius, where their powers are the strongest, and it'll be the greatest night since the crucifixion. And that this vampire who's speaking has been to the crucifixion, so that's when bullshit. Spike, yeah, interrupts calling bullshit. He challenges the guy and says that if every vampire who was at the crucifixion, like who says that they were at the crucifixion, were actually at the crucifixion, it would have been like Woodstock, which Spike was actually Woods at Woodstock because he fled on a flower child and fed on a flower child yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that they put that in there yeah. they're like yeah man i was tripping balls off that dude like, yeah <laughs> like it, it gets in you i wonder so if they like get drunk when they're like oh i wonder yeah hmm. 
Pick some people up after the bar, get a nice buzz. Why not? Maybe that's why they're always hanging around bars. That and, like, inhibitions are low, but Oh, good point, yeah. Yeah. Lots of reasons. Yeah. So Spike knocks out this head vampire guy and asks, like, you know, who are they killing for fun? Like, talking to the anointed one, and the anointed one is, like, kind of talking to him. Spike's like, I've killed two slayers. Before getting into that story, we see Drusilla, who walks out, and she's dressed in all white, and she's looking a little off, I guess. And so Spike, you know, is like, you shouldn't be walking around, and she, like, is kind of talking to the anointed one, asking if, like, he likes daisies, and every time she plants stuff, everything withers and dies, and the anointed one is like, his eyes are kind of like, what the fuck is this woman talking about? And she's like, I'm cold, Spike. And so he, like, gives her his jacket, and she's, like, cutting the side of his cheek and, like, drinking the blood. That is just, like, I know it's so cute and sweet, and I know that's weird, but, like, that whole scene, you can genuinely see how much they, like, care for each other. Like, the whole world is just gone when they talk to each other. Yes, that is such a good description of it. And, like, James Marsters, like, plays it so well. Like, the face change, obviously. Like, he Mm -hmm. goes to his, like, you know, human face and, like, it just does not matter what he was talking about. Like, Drusilla oh, yeah. is the center. And, His like, whole demeanor is yeah. just completely changed. Yeah. Uh, it's so cute. They're such a cute, like, th- it's such a good introduction to, like, this couple. Because I feel like we're getting, like, rich into, like, the vampires. I don't know. Like, yeah, I have a lot to say about this. Because, like, I really love the way these two act, like, together. It's and so It's great. The chemistry between the two actors are really amazing. I think so, too. So Spike asks, you know, if the Slayer is tough... And it just cuts to Buffy, like, saying ow, because she's, like, brushing her hair. So she's... She's so tough. Yeah. (laughs) She's just tender-headed. Joyce comes in, talking to Buffy, saying that she got a letter about the parent-teacher night, and she's like, why didn't you tell me about it? I I did not like this. Joyce basically just tells Buffy that she just doesn't want to be disappointed in her again, and, like, blames Buffy for, like, why they had to move and start over. She's constantly bringing that shit up. Like, we get it. You had to move. But can you picture being literally 16 years old and hearing every day that you're the reason that like your mom's life is so hard yeah like yeah it just sucks because she tries like she tries to not be shitty about it but it's just like that's just constant digs and digs like i don't want to be disappointed again like ew stop like okay but what are you doing to help her joyce like fuck all because you're all i don't know I mean, honestly, though, like, I mean, I know it's high school, but, like, you could be, like, I don't know, sit down and do your fucking homework with her, or, like, literally anything a little more involved if you're, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of autonomy, and, like, these are the consequences of giving someone without a developed prefrontal fucking lobe, like, (laughs) the all to do whatever, regardless. So Buffy tells Joyce that she's just, like, currently under a lot of pressure, and Joyce is like, well, get a job and see how that feels, you know, parents in the 90s, you know, like whatever so then Buffy opens her door after Joyce walks out of course revealing the holy water and slaying items being like I do have a job so it's kind of sad because like she can't convey that to Joyce Mm -hmm. and so there is like this big component of like she does just kind of look like a quote-unquote like fuck up and like why aren't you doing well like what do you have to do and yeah I can understand that but I feel like the way Joyce is approaching like the issue or resentment she has with Bobby is not okay. Like, it's constantly bringing up resentment. Yeah. yeah. Buffy and Willow were painting a banner for the parent-teacher night so at school the next day because Sheila didn't show up and Willow is saying that she hangs out at the bar and maybe it got raided which is like why she's late 
the fish tank. The, it's the kind of funny flat. how Willow just has all this inside knowledge on, like, the bad kids in school. Because Willow's <laughs> gay and has been, like, crushing on Sheila probably from, like, the, like day one. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of funny because, yeah, why would she know all this unless Willow maybe had a crush on her and didn't understand? She's like, yeah, she went to the dive. Like, <laughs> yeah. raids and other stuff that'll make you tardy. <laughs> so they're kind of talking, like, Buffy needs to study for French, but she also wants to go to the bronze because Angel's supposed to show up. She's kind of, like, planning the night, and then Giles and Miss Calendar come in to warn Buffy about the night of St. Vigius, and basically it's just a night that this person led a crusade of vampires to kill a bunch of people. And that's when Snyder comes in, asking about where the fuck Sheila is, and for some reason Buffy covers for her, and Sheila does walk in. Buffy's a G. She's not a snitch. Yeah, but, like, I'd be like, I don't know, I'd like to see her, too, because, like, why should she get expelled if Sheila's not doing fuck all? I mean, honestly, though, especially when you're out saving the world and she's just going, like, with mud pie to fucking get drunk at the fish tank. Yeah. Mud pie! <laughs> but Sheila does show up and Buffy covers for her and she looks like, I guess she's supposed to look like drunk or high. Like or she's something. been out all fucking or night. Or that yeah. too. Yeah, well, she, I mean, yeah, both. Yeah. She tells Buffy, you know, thanks for covering for me. I'd be like, yeah, and get to fucking painting, bitch. Like, Literally. Oh, I'd be pissed. So we have the bronze playing. The band Nickel is on tonight. We're seeing Buffy and Willow studying French. That's when Xander asks for someone to come dance with him, and Spike is, like, looming and watching in the distance, which this scene's kind of cute. These fuckers can't dance for shit, but, I mean, neither can I. So, like, it is kind of cute that they're having, like, a little slice-of-life moment, and obviously the ominous, like, the music fades into something much more sinister as Spike is, like, watching and studying They're, like, having their, like, fun friend moment, meanwhile doesn't know they're being watched. Which is interesting, because, like, obviously we don't really know much about the chick from the Boxer Rebellion, but we know that the other Slayer that he killed was Principal Wood's mother Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if Spike knew she had a kid or had like a slight family you know like I wonder like how much Spike knew about all of that I don't know I doubt it I guess well it it seems like he didn't know because or he he did see him I can't remember I'd have to rewatch that episode because he puts the coat on and the kid's like hiding or something happens in that flashback yeah I can't remember but I wonder how much like actual stalking and like Observing. Oh, Spike I see did. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But then Spike tells one of his buddies to go get something to eat and then loudly announces that someone's outside trying to bite somebody to get, you know, Buffy to catch hear of it. They rush outside. Buffy starts to fight this vampire in the alleyway. Spike is, again, observing her fight. And then she's, like, screaming, I need a steak. And that's when Xander rifles through her bag to get those items. What were the items again? It was a steak. A tampon and a yo-yo. The (laughs) yo-yo. Fucking you said that. Okay. Did you notice that? So they're, like, all studying on the table before they go to dance with all their books. Oh, and it's all gone. And then it's all gone. Yeah. I Buffy's purse. I read that as, like, a goof. And I was like, oh, my God, it fucking was. Like, I could see the, yeah, the stark table difference. Maybe someone was, like, free books. Three books. So Buffy slays the vampire and Spike walks out of the shadows. He's like clapping and she's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'll kill you on Saturday. And he just like walks off, which like Buffy seemed kind of freaked. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, no, she definitely was like, oh, shit. I mean, she's been killed before. I can imagine like having another vampire being like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Which is kind of like frightening because the master is not just a one time thing. Like. But, I mean, like, she's the vampire slayer in the sense that, like, she kills all vampires. Like, she just tries to, like, stop vampires. But to have one with a vendetta towards her, I guess, is very, like, jarring. Yeah, a little more than just Like, it's more personal. Is that... 
that means anything or makes sense. I think so. So we do see Sheila walk out with two dudes that like kind of disappear one by one. She's at the bronze tonight, not the fish tank. Is she at the bronze? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I didn't know if it was the bronze or not. It just felt like the bronze alley, so I never actually questioned it until you said that. Yeah, because I wanted to say the bronze, but I was like, I guess we don't technically know. But I I guess yeah, we don't really know. I just assumed, but she does hang out at the fish tank. It's probably the fish tank. Yeah, (laughs) and then Spike shows up, and she follows leaves with him since the dudes have disappeared and then you see that they're like dead i love you always them. used to quote where'd you go me you did yes yeah. like i remember her saying that and then i was like i feel like i used to say that a lot you did. yeah <laughs> where'd you what, go what did she say right in between i don't know what she said oh because she says i'm crazy about a cad that's the other one right before that just sounds so dumb crazy about what a cad like a cadillac that's right. Okay, yeah. She's like, you better not be lying about having that. <laughs> Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Yeah, a lot of these like quotes are really fresh in my head. Like Spike being like, I actually was at Woodstock. Yeah. Like, like the way he says things. Like I can remember really well. So they're doing research on Spike in the library, and then Angel pops in and is kind of like, oh, I thought you were not going to come to the bronze. Or Buffy's like, you thought you were going to come, you know? I don't remember who started it. Yeah. Yeah. Angel's like, thought you weren't going to be there. (laughs) And she was like, I was being cool, you know? Like, what do you mean? And then she's like, someone mentions that he's been dating for 200 years or Something and then Willow just starts going on super awkwardly about like even if you've had only two dates a year, that's still like four hundred dates. And then there's like, oh, uh, uh, why do they call it a mace? Mace. (laughs) Which it wasn't two hundred years of dating because he was with the love of his life, Darla. But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, (laughs) really, he probably got around more before he got sired. He definitely probably was with more people before that. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a shit ton of people because he was a man-ho, then he got with Darla, and then they're probably really, I mean, was there anyone that you can think of besides that, like, handmaid that he was, I really hope. He probably had, like, more instances like that, which is unfortunate. I know. know. Well, anyways. Boo. (laughs) Boo. So... Giles tries to pry more information and then Angel just leaves. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, I'm not going to help these guys. Which, again, it's probably one of those situations where it's hard for him to talk about because of the soul. Like, because it's talking about, like... He did so many horrible things yeah. with Spike, too. And, and he like, trained Spike how to do horrible Oh, fuck, things. you're right. So, like, I'm sure it is, like, more difficult. But, like, it's coming off as, like, he's just, like... Gotta go. Like, Literally, he pop Like, why were you even there to begin with, though? He pops in and is just like, Spike is vicious. Peace. Yeah, like, okay. So, anyway. What, what did you want, even, though? What are you here for? There's a bunch of dolls with their mouths tied. Like, there's... Gagged. Gagged. Thank you, because they're dolls. It's hard to gag. And it's Drusilla, you know, who has done that. And she's, like, talking to the dolls, saying that, you know, they've been bad. One's turned around because she was bad. I forget why. Something... It was Miss Edith did something. Miss Edith did. She talked out of turn, that That's bitch. Right. She better keep her mouth shut. That's why she got gagged. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her solo so much. So then Spike asks her, he's like, hey, have you eaten today? And she was like, I'm not hungry and I miss Prague. And he was like, well, you were almost killed in Prague. You almost died in a mob. 
And so we're kind of seeing that she's, like, not full in full health right now. So mm-hmm. we're getting, like, a weaker version of Drusilla. And Sheila is tied up watching them, t- like, talk to each other and Mac on the bed and, like, you know, just be sweet. And then Spike's like, okay, but you gotta promise to eat something. So then Drusilla bites and presumably kills Sheila, but... We'll see that dun, she shows dun, back dun. up. Yeah. <laughs> back at the library, they're planning and researching for St. Vigius and the parent-teacher night. So, like, they're oh, whittling, yeah. like they're whittling steaks and Buffy's, like, chopping, like, vegetables. She fucking pulls out this machete, like, yeah. I'm gonna use this, and then she chops that cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, how aesthetically displayed was that 90s veggie tray? Like, there was, like, cauliflower on it, and, like, it was just, like, the, I don't know, I was like, yep, this is the 90s. Like, very 90s even, vegetable tray. Yeah, even the way we display and, like, consume food. Like, I just like seeing different stuff like I that. I was really confused, though, when she started chopping the cucumber i was like what the fuck yeah. but i totally forgot she was like pl- had to prepare the food to prepare yeah. teacher night yeah so they're planning for both of those cordelia there is also there helping saying that buffy's just gonna die and she's like well i'd be there for you but i have a leg wax that day so <laughs> i can't make it i do love that they're like integrating her into like like the scooby gang more like she's less with her popular friends more with like why am i fucking carving the steak but she's still doing it yeah you know? which is kind of cute in its like own way like she wants to kind of be with like, hang out with them, because... Yeah. Yeah. I think she probably sees, like, the world as a bigger picture, rather than just, like, how it was such a small world for her prior to the knowledge of, like, vampires and demons and mm-hmm. stuff, that she has more of an appreciation... I don't know if it's an appreciation or what, but, like, I don't know. I guess loses some of that shallowness. I think, yeah, she also, like, knowing it's out there feels like if you know who's in on what's gonna happen, you have a little bit more control of what... of how you handle what's out there. Like, yeah. I don't know. Parent-teacher night is starting, and Buffy's lemonade has no sugar. How much sugar did you use? Sugar? <laughs> and then Joyce is, like, trying to drink it, and Willow's like... She's so funny. I fucking love her, like, Cordelia, have some lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> have some lemonade. So then the goal of the night is to keep Snyder and Joyce away from each other and have Willow show her around everywhere. Which doesn't really work, because at the end, like, Snyder finds her. But yeah, Cordelia's, like, telling Buffy that she needs to moisturize, and that's when, like, Joyce and Willow come back, and Snyder shows up and takes her away. Which, like, kind of upsets me, because he's like, you see how much work she put into this stupid thing. Oh, it pisses me off so much. And he much. still wants to get her in trouble. That, that, that just proves that it doesn't matter what she did. Like, she could literally, like, she could book fucking sync and be like, parent-teacher night, like, this yeah. is the best shit ever, and he still, he was, he was not, it didn't matter what she did. Like, yeah. she automatically was like, we need to talk. Like, yeah. Because why are you even pissed right now? Like, you didn't do, she didn't do anything bad at all. Like, no, she planned the entire thing and picked up the slack because Sheila wasn't fucking working. Exactly. So, like, it's just stupid. And then Cordelia's like, yeah, by the way that he looked, you're you're still going to be grounded by your 10th high school reunion. And that's when Willow goes, Cordelia, have some lemonade. It's so weird to think, like, we would be grounded until two years ago. Because <laughs> like, yeah. we've been out for 12. Yeah. Like, ew. So then Giles is doing some more research. He d- finds out that Spike's real name is William the Bloody. He got the name Spike from killing victims with a railroad spike and that he's killed two slayers and that's 
he's like he's come to fight two slayers and won both times in that short amount of lifespan because he was like he's not even that old but then was like oh fuck though but yeah (laughs) yeah because he's younger than angel yeah and so as joyce and snyder get done talking like joyce runs out and she's like buffy that we need to go so they like close up the parent teacher night like they're turning off all the lights and shit and snyder just fucking he's like i don't care if there's 20 people i know we're flipping these lights off the whole point was to like (laughs) yell about buffy to this woman like that was it because he's like all right job done literally everyone go the fuck home so as they're like closing up that's when vampires break into the school spike leading the attack and saying like i can't wait until saturday so we have everyone trapped inside the school including buffy really know where she went so he's a little frustrated about that and then giles like queuing to the the library tells xander like hey like you can get out through the stacks, like, go find Angel right now. Yeah, Giles, Xander, and Miss Calendar went to the library, and Cordelia and Willow Whoa. are in the janitor closet, <laughs> where Buffy got, and all, if basically everyone else, into whatever room they're in. The chemistry room or something. It's, yeah. like, one of the halt science rooms. Yeah, because that's where, like, Snyder, Joyce, and Buffy are all together with, like, another teacher. And Snyder tells the adults, they're like, it's a gang. It's a gang on PCP. <laughs> That's why their faces look like that. It's the PCP. Oh, yes, because PCP just completely, physically alters your eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it would, but, like, your your, your facial structure. Like, your, your actual, eyes. like, yeah. yeah, eyebrow bones and stuff, you know. So, Buffy just kind of, like, takes charge, and she says, you know, I know how to stop them. Listen to me. Like, I've got this. And you can see Spike wandering around the halls, kind of taunting her, Giles is just about to break out of the barricade to help. Buffy goes through the ceiling to get out, essentially, and then goes through to the library to... To get her weapons. Yeah, to get her weapons and makes Giles promise to save... To help save her mother. She's like, if I don't make out of this, I know you will. Like, please. That was, yeah. That moment, I'm like, I always, like, picture, I'm like, but what if my mom was in there? You know, like, any survival situation when there's, like someone you care about, it just completely changes the Yeah, script. I'd like, send my mom out there. I'd be like, have fun with her. She's like, fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm sure Spike would be like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Take this woman back. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> or she'd just start hollering. Like, <laughs> she just would always do that. Anything you'd say, she'd just be like, cool. I love your mom. <laughs> She's silly. <laughs> We see Snyder and Joyce and that other teacher who I didn't get the name of. And Snyder and the other teacher are like, no, well, let's just get out. Like, we're going to be able to break out. And then something grabs the other teacher, like, through the window and starts eating him. So they're just not being helpful. They're not listening to Joyce. Like, Joyce is like, no, Buffy said we should stay in here. That bitch seemed like she knew what she was talking about, you know? Right. Also, Joyce's outfit's kind of cute. It's like oh, a, I couldn't see it. It's like a... I don't want to say it's like a kimono, but it's like that kind of style. But, like... It's obviously not a kimono. Yeah, I like a, I don't know, I just call them over thingies. Oh, yes. Yeah, so but I know what you're, it's a nice over thingy. nice over thingy. <laughs> so Spike and another vampire break the glass to get an axe. Is that a thing? Why are there axes? Oh, yeah, for like, for fire, like, I mean, I've never seen one in a school. I only see the extinguishers, but they do have like the fire axes for like, oh, break okay. of emergency. Probably not in today's world. You don't want to put. I know, right? Break, mm. Yeah. So, Snyder and the teacher get out. That's when the other teacher gets eaten. Sorry, it's a little early there. But 
Angel and Xander show up outside of the school, and so Xander asks if Angel has a plan, and Angel just kind of, like, grabs him by the neck and puts his vamp face on, and Xander's like, what what the fuck? So He's like, that's a plan, all yeah. right. <laughs> and then we got vampires jabbing through the ceiling, trying to get to Buffy. They know she's, like, in the ceiling, or they're at least testing to see if she's in the ceiling. Kudos to the makeup team. I'm glad that they were like, we're gonna make her dirty as fuck. Yeah, I thought that, too. I'm like, yeah, she is dusty. It would like, be disgusting yeah, rolling through the ceiling. You'd yeah. be like, spider, spider, no, I can't focus on the spider right now. We got vampires. Like, like, <laughs> if I see a roach, I will literally dematerialize, and you will never see me do anything ever again, so... <laughs> understandable. Ugh. She shows up saying that there's like weird guys outside and goes with Buffy because she's you know back in the hallways again and not in the ceiling. And that's when Angel shows up with Xander and obviously Buffy doesn't know that she was a vampire. So Angel shows up with Xander and acting evil and that's when Spike's like Angelus! Like it's so weird that he calls him that when it's pronounced like we pronounced it as Angelus. I did see I read something about that. He just yeah he points that out. <laughs> Buffy and Sheila go to, like, stake a vampire, and while, like, Buffy's, like, creeping up behind him, Sheila's creeping up behind Buffy, and then thankfully, uh, Giles hollers, like, Buffy, look out, or whatever, and, you know, saves her life, because then she turns around and stakes the other vampire, but Sheila, I guess, just gets away. I was gonna ask you, did she, she just get away. Yeah. She just leaves. And we never see Sheila ever again. No, I guess she was just like, Yeah. I guess I'm just going to be a vampire. They were like, we can't kill her. The audience has spent too much time with her, so she gets away. <laughs> I guess so. Angel's trying to convince Spike to feed off of Xander, and Spike is going for it, so they're, like, kind of playing chicken with, like, Xander's neck. neck. Yeah, and Spike punches him and, you know, was like, you think I wouldn't know this? Like, you were my sire, dude. He calls him an Uncle Tom, which is, like, <laughs> really fucking awkward. <laughs> Why? Because it's, like, what a thing mean? that, like, like Uncle Tom's cabin. Oh, I don't thing. know anything about that. Yeah. I thought that it was just, like, someone you called someone who was acting like an authority figure that you're just like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, it's like a race-related thing. It's oh, just, I've never heard. I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, isn't Uncle Tom the one that's like, I want you? Am I thinking of something else? It's like a propaganda poster that... It's a book. Who the fuck am I thinking about, then? The I want you guy with the American flag top hat. It's Uncle like, Sam! Are you serious? That's who I pictured. I pictured Uncle Sam. I was like, huh, I'm not sure how he's Uncle Sam, but... Okay, that's why I didn't understand the reference. I've never heard of Uncle Tom. <laughs> I'm all, I picture Uncle Sam. Are you sure it's Uncle Sam? Tom feels right. Okay, well, I completely didn't understand that reference whatsoever. You're like, it's racist. I'm like, what do you mean? So what is Uncle Tom? <laughs> it's like when a black person is trying to be, like, palpable to white people or, like, acting, like, quote-unquote white, and so other black people, like, will call a black person out. For trying oh, to act that way. So okay. Angels so like kind like of like human. I mean Karen's not a good example, but like okay. But I, yeah, I Angel's get what you're saying. Like kind of betrayed the vampire world. Like he's like acting human. Oh okay. I get it now. Right. <laughs> right. so yeah, that is kind of a okay. It's just like a uh you could have 
not said that, I guess, because A, this doesn't apply. That like, makes a lot more sense. I thought just, he was just calling him like, you're the man, like, fuck the man, <laughs> like, you cool Sam, fuck you. <laughs> Completely wrong. <laughs> All right. Oh, so they're playing chicken with his neck, and then, okay, Spike calls him. Angel and Uncle Tom. Yeah, got he, it, he hollers and he's just like, you know, like, you think I wouldn't know, like, how could you do this? Like, you betrayed being a vampire, essentially. Yeah. And they are fighting. Spike does almost get Buffy, but he's knocked behind in the head by Joyce saying, you get the hell away from my daughter, because then Spike brings oh, that yeah. back up. Joyce has, like, this moment where she's kind of like, I just can't fucking leave Buffy. Like, I gotta yeah. go make sure she's okay, and she really does save the day. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to put that, but it's just cute, because, like, when it's referenced again, Joyce is like, do I, do I know you? He's like, yeah, you almost hit me with an axe, remember? Get the hell away from my daughter. <laughs> I know, like, I love it. Yeah, so, they win, you know, they get yeah. the vampires out, or whatever. The police show up, and Snyder's talking to one of the cops, calls him by his name, so they know each other, and then we see Giles and Miss Calendar, they're walking over together, and, like, they have a sweet moment of, Giles is like, are you sure you want to keep hanging around? And she's like, yeah. Oh, it's kind of sad, though. I don't remember when the episode is, but it is coming when she's like, dude, this is just too much for me. When she gets possessed, that was the, like, final straw where she was just like, I need a break. Like, I can't keep with this weird stuff. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember why she got possessed, but she definitely gets possessed while they're in Giles' apartment. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. Yeah, it's coming. We'll get to it, for sure. Yeah. And Xander is, like, talking to Angel. He's like, how far would you have gone? And he was like, well, I couldn't break, you know, the the moment because then Spike would have known. He's like, well, what if he'd bitten me? He's like, then we would have known it would have worked. He's like, I don't fucking like you, Xander. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. Snyder and Bob continue talking and Bob's like do you want the usual story and Snyder's kind of like well what do you want to say the truth like so we know now like Snyder fucking knows what's up the police knows what's up like I like this touch I really do because it's like are the cops here incompetent yes but they're also in the pocket like we said of the mirror which we learn later obviously but I just really like this like dubious kind of like plot I I like again that they make government agencies, police force, kind of, like, there's always a conspiracy, especially yeah. in Buffy, so I just, I think that's kind of yeah. Because, like, the initiative, obviously, is another conspiracy. Like, yeah, this is yeah. the first mention of, like, the government knows what's up. Yeah. Like, they're, we are aware of the supernatural. And they're not on anyone's side. Like, they're not a good, like, ally to, to the Slayer, which yeah. is interesting. Buffy asks Joyce what her and Snyder talked about as they're leaving, and Joyce says it doesn't matter because of how she handled herself that night, knowing she's just happy that she has a daughter that can take care of herself, and, like, that was so sweet. I fucking love it. I know. Joyce, why can't you be like that all the time? Because that is, like, the most, like, if Yeah, for real. Like, that is such an amazing, like, dialogue that you could receive as, like, from a parent. Yeah. You know, like... And it's such a good thing to know as, like, a parent about their kid. Like, they can talk and take care of themselves and others around. Like, you're not just like, oh, I'm gonna take care of myself and get out. Yeah, she says that she can think of others in a crisis. And, Mm -hmm. like, that was so monumental for Joyce. And, like, it's because she's not this felon that you've made her out Mm -hmm. to be. Who's just, like, doing all this crazy shit. Like, she really is out helping people. And we get that Joyce doesn't know that yet. But it's just, like, finally Buffy gets a break. Yeah. You know, like... 
And hopefully she can start reflecting back on, like, all oh, the fights that she had been in. Maybe, like, oh, maybe she was standing up for someone or something, Which you know? is so Buffy's MO. Like, I yes. feel like even if Buffy, like, didn't have the Slayer powers, she would be, like, feisty and be like, come at me. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna pick on people who don't need to be picked on, like, I'm gonna fight back with you because that's not fair. Because mm-hmm. that's why her and Cordelia clashed at the beginning because she saw her bully Willow. Yeah. And, like... You can just tell from the friends that Buffy keeps, like, the company she keeps, that she's not bad. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like... And also, Miss Calendar's another teacher to add to, like, why do you think she's such a terrible student when, like, you have two teachers that she's constantly... Yes! With? She's constantly, yes, in the library with the teachers. Like, I mean, she doesn't really turn in her homework, but she's always with the teachers. It's not like she's hanging out with fucking Sheila and Meat Pie. <laughs> <laughs> or Mud Pie or whatever the fuck his name is. Mud flap. Have you seen that Bob's Burgers where the truckers come in and Mud Flap gives birth? Yes, yes, I remember that one. The name's Mud Flap. <laughs> so poor Cordelia and Willow, like, no one told them and no one thought to check on them. Like, they could have been dead as hell. Literally, she's just like, Cordelia and Willow, uh, they're. Which, well, I don't know. Xander, right before, was like, I won't leave here until I know Willow and Buffy are safe. And then it's like, did you check on Willow? Because <laughs> they're hiding in a closet. <laughs> Poor kids. <laughs> and then, yeah, Cordelia is, like, praying. She's like, ask for an aspirin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cordelia. We see Spike and Drusilla together. Drusilla says that he will kill Buffy and that they'll have a nice celebration. So sweet. <laughs> so sweet. So Spike asks how the annoying one is, and Drusilla's like, he doesn't want to play. <laughs> so he goes and talks to him, like Spike does. He, like, bows, and he's like, I offer penance, and, like, the anointed one's, like, scolding him for, like, being, like, too urgent, and, like, the other vampires are pissed at him, and they're like, what are you gonna do? But he's not actually sorry. So he no. locks the anointed one up in a cage, lifts it up into the sunlight, while Drusilla, like, kind of watches in awe at, like, Spike's just, like, bad and spontaneous yeah, bad and And he was like, let's have a little less ritual and a little more fun. Killing the anointed one and they, Spike and Drusilla, walk off screen together holding hands. No. No. I love it. I know. I love them. They're so cute. This episode was written by David Greenwalt and Joss Whedon, and David Greenwalt did Angel, so, like, Hmm. you can see his influence. I wonder if he's involved with a lot of the more, like, Spike-oriented stuff as well. Yeah, or, like, the plot building, kind of. Yeah, and then it was directed by... I say plot building, but I meant character building. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, kind of the same thing for this, really. Yeah. Yeah, and it was directed by John... T. Kretschmer. Yeah, we got a couple of guest stars. James Marsters, who plays Spike. Obviously, we know what he's in, but Dragon Ball Evolution is what he's in. Which, speaking of Shameless, Jimmy Rossum and the guy who plays Jimmy Steve are both in that movie together as a couple. Is it the one, is it live action or is it? Yes, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. And it's the one that James plays Piccolo? Piccolo, yeah. Cool. And then he audio, just for anyone who doesn't know, he does audiobooks for the, uh, it's called The Dresden Files? Dresden? Yeah, that's like the series. There's like individual books. But yeah, he does the audio, the audiobooks for those. And he like kind of, it, they're first person, so like he is the main character, which is Harry Dresden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
And then we got Juliet Landell, obviously, plays Drusilla. She was in a movie called Ed Wood. It's uh, the 1994 Ed Wood. I think Johnny Depp's the star of that movie. It's like a black and white film. I didn't realize film. she was in that. I didn't either. But the whole reason why I kind of stumbled across that was Juliet Landell never actually auditioned for the role of Drusilla. That's right. Yeah, Josh Whedon had seen him, her in Ed Wood and, and was like, I guess, blown away by her performance and... They kind of just had an basically an hour long meeting and she got the role. Okay. Which was really cool. And I think she's like directing some of her own movies now. Have um, you seen the show Bosch? No. Josh used to watch it a lot. It's like a cop show, but she was in a couple episodes of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, it, and it's more recent. Like, yeah. Within the last like five to ten years or whatever. Do you know if it's any like what platform it's on? Amazon Prime. I mean, I wouldn't recommend the show. I don't like cop shows, but she, like, he was watching it and she was there. I was like, that's Juliet Lindell. Nice. And then we got Sheila, played by Alexandra Jones, and she's not in a whole lot as far as acting goes, but she is an executive producer now. She's been the executive producer on a couple different films throughout the last few years. And then the dude that plays the police chief at the end is he's played by Brian Reddy and he's he's in Oh Brother Well Where Art Thou, but nothing too significant. Do you know anything about Gregory Scott Cummins, the guy who played the other vampire? No, I didn't. Okay. That's all the information I read. That we this is the first time we actually hear Joyce's name. Like, we don't know what her name is until this episode. Really? Yeah, which you, you don't even think about it. I no, because it's just Joyce. Yeah, this huh. is the first time they say her name. Fun fact. The reference of School Hard is a Die Hard reference, which for those of you who haven't seen or know the plot of Die Hard, it's very very similar of like a person or people getting locked in a building while something terrible is occurring. I think it's a hotel in Die Hard and there's like a, a big heist going on. It's like a hotel or a bank or something. I've only seen the movie. Once. I've never seen it. Um, uh, yeah. Bruce Willis is there. So like... <laughs> That's Bruce Willis, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. The only thing Sorry. I've ever heard about Die Hard is everyone die, like swears it's a Christmas movie. It's because it's like it, it's one of those movies that like it takes place during Christmas time. So, That's like, fair. I mean, I think Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I do too. And like, there's another, there's some others that I'm like, that's a, the like first, Gremlins. Gremlins is 100 yeah. Christmas movie. I always consider, which I'm not a fan of the Harry Potter franchise or author, but the Me first too. Harry Potter movie, I always consider that a Christmas movie. I associate have, it. Yeah, but I just wanted to make my stance on Harry Potter very clear <laughs> that <laughs> I do not care for that author at all. So yeah, I just thought that that was interesting. And the school hard's like a funny play, like school hard, die hard, whatever. I was trying to look into Saint Vigius. Not a lot about St. Vigius. He was just kind of... It was kind of just... I feel like they started with a lot of lore and didn't keep up with it with the vampires or didn't really know what what to do. Yeah, so they just probably created their own deal. Yeah, so he's known as the patron saint of vampires. I think I mentioned earlier in the episode that he led a crusade of vampires to kill a bunch of people and he's just not mentioned again. Or ever brought up throughout the rest of the... I guess it was like a once in a few hundred years thing or something, because it never gets mentioned again. Yeah, the Feast of St. Vigius or whatever. This is also the first time a vampire dies by sunlight, correct? Yeah. With the Anointed One dying 
by sunlight. And I did want to note that Vampires Dying by Sunlight actually goes back to Nosferatu, like that film. Oh, yeah. So in Dracula, the sun just weakened his powers. But in Bram Stoker's Dracula, like, he could go out into the sun. So it wasn't until the 1922 film Nosferatu that the sunlight killing vampires became more pop culture and vampire lore. And that's so interesting. That's a good chunk of time, too, because, I mean, everything that I read, too, was, like, it was just, like, always a part. Like, sunlight in some way is related to vampire lore. Yeah. Which, again, it did weaken the powers of Dracula, but this is, the like, now it's, like, a, a killer, I guess. And then, mm-hmm. so it's kind of funny because, like, people really dog on Twilight for having, like, what do you mean the, the sunlight doesn't hurt you? You just sparkle. I mean, that wasn't always the lore. Like, vampires didn't always have to be killed in sunlight, so. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that was the specific part of her dream. Sometimes I'm just like, what what happened in your dream to where you were like, we're gonna make seven books out of this and it's gonna be this. Like, I imagine she just like met a sparkly guy who was a vampire and she woke up. In the meadow? Yeah, I thought that that whole meadow chapter, which again, don't support the author of Twilight either, but I have like, I think I give more of a pass to that franchise for some reason than I do here. I don't know anything about Stephanie Meyer except for that everyone says that who the fuck edited those books because they weren't edited. Yeah, I mean, she's like a Mormon and has very, like, you know, kind of archaic views of how women should behave in relationships yeah, and those kinds of things. And Edward's, like, abusive. But I feel like Twilight is so blatantly obvious with, like, its flaws that people, like, I I love Twilight. Like, in the way that, like, I know it's not good, but I love to watch Twilight. Like, I don't know. It's like a comfort. (laughs) I feel that about certain things. Can we just put on Twilight? Like... (laughs) Bite-sire steak? Yeah. I have two. Okay. Joyce, Snyder, and Sheila. Okay. Mm, we're gonna stake Snyder. Uh, we're gonna bite Sheila. She seems... She doesn't seem very stable. It's not a stable life with her. We're stable as in, like, she's gonna be out at the fish tank all night, so... <laughs> mud flapping? <laughs> yeah, mud flapping, so... Joyce, we'll sire Joyce. Okay. Her speech at the Buffy... At the... Uh, her speech <laughs> at the Buffy... <laughs> Her speech at the end of Buffy really, really turned her around for at least two seconds. For as long as it lasts for Joyce to not be mad at Buffy, that's how long I'm not mad at Joyce. (laughs) We got... Wait, do you want to do that one or do you want me to give you one? I have the exact same answer as you would, so you're good. Okay. Spike, Drusilla, and Angel. Well, damn it, that was my second. (laughs) This one was hard. It really is. We're doing Angel, right? Not Angelus? Yes. Okay. I am going to... We're just going to stake Angel. Sorry about it, bud. But, meh, you're creepy. <laughs> we're going to bite Spike. And we're going to sire Drusilla. I think I can I can fix her. I can fix her. You're going to deal with that crazy for the rest of eternity? I'd be okay with it. That is, she is cool. is when, like, a Whedon trope that people really don't like about Drusilla, and then he uses it again with River and Firefly, which I've never seen Firefly, but it's that, like, and it was, people were worried he was going to do it with Wanda in The Avengers, is the fact that, like, these very powerful, strong women, because, like, I didn't really talk about it in the notes, but Drusilla's psychic, and so... Oh, we totally just glazed right over that. we didn't really 
brush over it, which we see it Spoiler more. Spoiler alert, yeah. she has visions. Yeah, she has visions, which is why she speaks in, like, really strange riddles. And we kind of, if you listen to the Angel and Darla bonus episode, you can see Angel kind of tormented her into madness before he sired her. And that's why she's so strange. And because she can see the future, I think that messes with, like, her reality grip. I think. That's oh, how I, I love that. Of, like, I never really thought about that. It. And so... With that being said, with her being psychic, she has this power. And, like, I think River and Firefly had a power. But it's, like, the idea of this, like, child doll-like girl having, like, all this power. Like, people think it's creepy. And, like, it kind of is. Like, I can see where people are, like, why are you writing characters kind of like that? I like it. I don't spend... It's weirder when it's written by a man, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. So, it's just a criticism people have. But I love Drusilla, so, like... Oh, I love Drusilla. Do you have the same for Angel Spike Drusilla? Uh, yeah, we're gonna stake Angel, but I'm gonna switch the Drusilla and Spike. We're gonna, we're gonna bite Drusilla, and I'm definitely Sire and Spike. Yeah, I mean, he'd love you hard for a long time, I feel like. I love him. Yeah. Would you rather? Do you only have one? I have two. Okay, you go, I go, you go. Okay. Would you rather attend Woodstock or the Crucifixion? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I would rather attend the Crucifixion. I will stick with Woodstock. I mean, just to say, like, how, like I don't know. Like, it would be kind of wild to just be like, if you were there, be like, this shit is real. Yeah. Or this shit is not real. Y'all are crazy. But then at the same time, if it's real, that's like a really intense fuck. That's an intense event. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think I would like to attend it. I don't know. Just to, like, see for yourself. Like. Yeah. I mean, just because some guy's dying on it doesn't mean he had powers. It just means that. That's true. You're like, the event happened, but that doesn't mean that he did all those things. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd still, like, yeah, I'd rather attend that. Because, I mean, Woodstock's been videotaped, like. (laughs) That's funny. I'll go, I'd like to do Woodstock, I think. Okay. I think it'd be fun. I mean, minus all the, like, trench mouth and, like, fucking... Oh, my God, I know. potties stuff. Like, we're talking... We're talking the 60s Woodstock, not the 90s Woodstock. Oh, yeah. I did watch that documentary about the 90s Woodstock. Yeah, no, thank fucked you. up. Okay, would you rather have to coordinate your entire parent-teacher night with someone who isn't doing their share of the work, or... Have your mom find out about your failing grades. This is high school you, I guess. Because your mom doesn't care if you're failing school right now. I mean, she's gonna find out either way. I guess in my head, like, it is a real either-or and you're not getting Snyder being a dick. I probably just... I don't feel like doing the whole thing by myself. I'll just let her know about my shitty grades. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Mom wasn't really that... That harsh on shitty grades. It was like, get C's and I'll get off your ass. Oh. I, for some reason, I thought she was on your ass about grades. She was on my ass about everything else. <laughs> Not grades. Grades, as long as I had a C, it was okay. Okay. Which but I feel been, like a B would have been a better uh, goal. <laughs> your nights at the fish tank she was concerned about. Exactly. <laughs> nights at the fish tank. <laughs> With mud flap. With mud flap. Fucking mud flap, eighteen year old mud flap hanging out with fourteen year old me. I'm just <laughs> That's the shit she was kind of worried about. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, I got I got Would you? It's, it's pretty much the same thing, kind of. But would you rather get stuck planning and hosting the entire parent teacher meeting by yourself, or would you have 
have to chug a gallon of Buffy's lemonade while listening to Cordelia pray. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd rather be the parent-teacher night. I don't do, like, <laughs> so super sour either, so I'd be like, <laughs> Cordelia, stop, please. Okay, who gets your Scooby snack? Buffy. Buffy gets my Scooby snack. She stepped it up this Me time. Too, yeah. Like, she's studying in the bronze. She's partying with her friends. She's planning that damn thing. Yeah. She's saving everybody's life. It's Buffy. Yeah, she's definitely over her, like, little summer funk, and there's just trying to get by and she's doing a good job you know she's trying her French is not good but I failed French in college so I get it I only took Spanish I wish I did who's getting staked Snyder oh my god me too yes absolutely 100% he's such an asshole this is why I hated Snyder it was this episode because Mm -hmm. like why the fuck are you gonna make her do all this work just to get her in trouble like it just made me so mad that was my whole thing was the fact it didn't matter what Buffy did like he was just like I need to talk to you And he knows what's going on. What do you mean? Like, he knows there's vampires and shit. Like, he may not know she's the slayer. I do wonder, yeah. But, like, he knows, like, she was just genuinely trying to help. And, like, I don't know. He's just a fucking asshole. He's a dick. That was my whole reasoning, too. Yeah. And he's a fucking worm. He was like, I told him not to go out the window. Oh, my God, that weasel. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was like... Uh, motherfucker, you were right behind his ass. Shut You up. were literally the one that was like, we're doing this. <laughs> oh my god, I hate him. Not our principal. <laughs> now ended the lesson. Okay, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at the Watcher Files pod, Twitter at the Watcher Files, TikTok at the Watcher Files, or for some reason, send us an email at thewatcherfiles at gmail.com. Donate to the Kofi page. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.